Welcome to 33 Tangents, a weekly podcast featuring a rotating panel of co-hosts that all work together in the same company, but live in different areas of the world. The discussions cover a wide variety of topics from digital analytics to working remotely to current happenings in business and technology. Our regular day-to-day conversations often go off in various directions, and the goal of this podcast is to share our ideas and find new ways to engage with others. But uh, I got to, to play golf with my dad for the first time in two years. Uh, two years ago, he hurt his back and had to have surgery. He hasn't picked up a club since, so we um, we planned a quick little trip down to, to Maryland. They've got some really good golf courses down there. And then this is the time of year where you can get like deals. So they try to extend like the, the season a little bit longer. So, you know, deals on like a stay and play kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we went down, played a couple courses, and then came home. Nice. Nice. How'd you do? Oh, I'm terrible. <laughs> I uh, am. I am absolutely awful. Oh crap! Hold on for a second. There we go. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Okay. It, it selected the um, the AirPods as my mic. Oh first. yeah, I could I could tell a difference in the audio, but it was fine. This is better. Yeah. Um, I, I sometimes I forget to check that before we get started. But uh, no, I am I am absolutely terrible at golf. I downright terrible. Uh, I go out for for the fun of it. Yeah, thing you know, for me and my dad to do together. Me and a couple buddies, we go out like, and when I I, like, I am incredibly competitive, so I get frustrated even though I know I'm bad and I'm there to have fun. So sometimes I'm stepping up to the tee with like you know just repeating the mantra: "I'm here to have fun. I'm here to have fun. I'm here to have fun." Right. And, and, and that's it. Yeah. Like I totally get in my head. I understand. I gave up the game many, many years ago. I used to enjoy doing it, but then it got to the point where I'm like, this is just not even enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to uh, put myself through that torment anymore. Yeah. And like, even my daddy was just like, he, you know, like he, he took off a couple holes, even like when we were finishing up on Wednesday, he, um, yeah, he was like, it was like the, the 16th hole, and he's like, I'm done. Mm. Uh, I'm done. My, my back's bothering me. I'm just going to ride the next couple. And he would yeah. tell himself, too. Like, he was like, I'm just here walking the grass. You know, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the shore. I'm playing golf. Uh, you know, so what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Glad you were able to, uh, to get that done. That sounds fun. Yeah, it, it was a good time. It, it kind of caught up on me, though. Like, I planned it like six weeks ago. And then it was like last week. I'm like, oh crap! I did, I got to make sure like stuff's in order before I go. It did totally <laughs> caught up with me. That happens. That happens. But it's it's important to uh, to take that downtime and and enjoy it. So it's good stuff. Good stuff. I need to. Uh, no, I take a lot of time off anyway. I don't take a lot of extended like plan time off, but I take a lot of downtime mm-hmm. during the days. So I think it adds up. Mm-hmm. That's that's my style. So yeah, but you got to find what works for you or yep. what, what you need to recharge. For sure, for sure. Well, what else is going on? You guys got baseball going on? Uh, no, no. Phillies are Phillies are done. 
Phillies tanked this season. It was bad. Like they, they didn't even make the playoffs. Mm. So so no baseball. Hockey they're hoping to have back um by uh by January first. Um they're hoping to have that back. And then um the Eagles are just god awful this year. Are they? Are they one, so are are they allowing fans at uh, the the football games? They're sl- you're you're seeing some cities slowly start to integrate fans in into into the stands. So I think Philadelphia might be a week or two away from doing that. I haven't. I know there's I, I, I chatter you about for, it. I set you up for a good joke there about this uh, about the stadium being empty. <laughs> yeah, uh, I see what you did. I totally missed. I took the. I took it as a serious question. <laughs> it was a serious question, but I also it was also a. Yeah. It's also an opportunity. Well, that's the thing. Like this right now. Like I, I don't know who wants to go out. To, to see that team play besides gluttons for punishment yeah like i mean they're they're one three and one they are they're bad you don't see a lot of ties in football these days do you no and it's it, it sometimes i i take it as a sign in football when you tie that like that's just not like i mean that that's a mark for a bad season yeah yeah rolling or rolling through it's like yeah all right we'll we'll take the time mm-hmm. that's fine yeah yeah well what uh oh, go ahead i was gonna say uh you got uh looks like some kind of like heavy jacket or fleece oh, yeah. on today the weather's starting to get oh, cold I got, I got i got my my kind of this and then i have my other one behind me I, it was a good uh, a good opportunity to pull out my uh, my heavier Patagonia gear that I don't get to wear that often. So wear every chance. Yeah, I was in the uh, mid thirties this morning. Oh wow! Okay, it is getting cold out there. A little bit chilly. Um, I also pulled out my uh, sweet ETSU hoodie. I gotta get mine out. Yeah, it's it's a nice hoodie. Uh, so yeah, it's it's getting chilly. It's it's that weird in between phase where I'm running both the air conditioner and the heater. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love that the nest has that dual capability in that you don't have to just be in heat mode or just be in air conditioning. Oh, really? Mode. Yeah. So the nest, you can set your upper and lower bounds. So in the morning, my heater comes on a little bit to take the chill out of the house. Cause the house dro- drops into the mid sixties mm-hmm. at night and it's, that's a little too cold. So the heater comes on, takes the chill off the house, but then by the afternoon, it's 74, 75 in the house, and that's a little too hot for me. So the air conditioner has to come on a little bit to find that, nice. that sweet spot. So, Yeah, um, I've got the air conditioner on at the moment. It's yeah. chilly, but it's humid out. Is it? So just to take the humidity out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what... Uh... Kind of a lazy Friday. What's our? Do we have a topic for? We don't. For the day? I was just going to riff today. Um, last week we had a really good chat out of nowhere. So this week kind of got away from me in multiple ways. So don't have a topic, but I uh, just wanted to chat, pick your brain, see what's going on. So I had a, a topic. I don't know how far we want to beat a dead horse, and I think we've probably talked about this on a previous podcast. So maybe we do a, a slightly shorter friday edition recording edition today but um i mentioned it on our internal slack yesterday Mm, yeah Um, i'm putting my response together for you are you yeah Yeah. so um there's been some there's been some chatter for a couple days from multiple uh people about um unlimited pto uh a couple days ago it was 
it was just an employee at some company. He didn't name the company, but he was basically taking the argument that did the rounds on LinkedIn about a year ago uh, mm-hmm. about how link about how unlimited time off is a scam. It's the worst thing that uh, companies can do for their employees, uh, and that's kicked off a whole conversation. And then a local. Utah company here, Chatbooks, um, announced their COO on Twitter announced yesterday that they were abandoning their unlimited time off policy and they were going to more of a forced policy where they're forcing their employees mm-hmm. to take set number of days per, I think, quarter. I, I don't want to, I don't know what their exact policy is, so I don't, I'm not going to quote it, but something like that, something like, uh, and forced is maybe the wrong word, but really trying to get their employees to, to take the time off. Um, and anytime this comes up, I, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? But this time I kind of evaluated a little differently and said, well, I, I know I don't have all the answers. I have very few answers to me. It seems like a no brainer, but you know, maybe, maybe our employees think a little bit differently about it. And so I floated it out on our internal Slack yesterday to start the conversation, um, said, you know, let's, let's chat about it here. If you're more comfortable chatting about it in private, you know, D, DM me, but you know, does it work? You know, are you, are you scared to take time off? And that, that was one of the arguments that I heard is that, you know, while it's unlimited, people are actually fearful to, to take time off and it's different from having earned it where they feel like I earned it. It's mine. I can use it with unlimited. There's no real account balance. And so it's a very, uncomfortable situation for employees to to be in Uh, and then there was the whole factor of being judged that are you taking too much time off and does that look negatively and so i could see that right there's like there's a lot of of different variables at, at play here so i guess one you know would love to get your thoughts and we can talk about just the unlimited time off policy i think the larger more general discussion is about it seems like every three or four months, um, policy about employment pops up on social media, and it's it's all of the buzz, and everyone's arguing about what's right or what's wrong. And I'm wondering if we're missing the conversation that it really isn't about the policy at all. It's about how it's deployed and leveraged and managed internally at companies that I think a lot of people aren't having that conversation. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. It's it comes down to the culture. And how the policy is is enacted, it's followed through upon. Um, so that there's there's a couple things I want to touch on there. And yeah, it's it's been a while since we talked about the unlimited PTO. And I'll link up the previous episode. Uh, you, Hila, and I did, did an episode at the beginning of last summer, the beginning of summer 2019, where we talked about how studies are showing people are not taking time off, and when they are taking time off, you know, devices like this are keeping them tethered to the office. So they never actually get a chance to react. So th- there's th- there's multiple things there. So I've worked at organizations where PTO was, um, you know, we had your vacation bucket, you had your sick days bucket, and both were earned. So when you would leave, you got paid out. And there was some level of rollover. You could roll over so many per year. Um, I've worked at organizations where, it wasn't unlimited, but it wasn't earned. Um, so you got you got four weeks to start, and then for every year you got um, you got another day up to a max week of five, five five weeks off, and it was a use it or lose it. And their idea was and now, granted, it saves them on some, something they have to pay people out on, 
Um, yeah. I'm not law. That's not it's lost on me. But what they yeah. they they turned it around to uh, to push on the employees is with the user to lose it. We want you to take time off. Like you need to take time off. So you had to take time off. There was one year it was just super busy, and then the year the end of the year caught up with me. I ended up taking the last three weeks of the year off, just so mm-hmm. you know. And um, that's why I decided I'm like, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to spread it out because I end up going stir crazy. But another story. And then I have worked <laughs> at a few organizations where you have unlimited time, and th- th- there's different experiences with each. Mm-hmm. Um, one organization. It, I, it felt like a bait and switch to me where it was like, oh, we've got unlimited PTO. But then there was a level of fear of, of taking time off yeah. or taking extended time off a week or two weeks. We, uh, I was chatting with a client of ours last week um, and she's got two weeks of vacation coming up and she goes, I haven't taken this much time off in, in a long time. And she's really looking forward to it. Mm. And I, I think everyone needs to take a two week vacation at some point yeah. because what I found is, is, toward the end of that first week is when you really start to disconnect those first few days you're mm. still checking email yeah. you're still making sure everything's okay you're checking in with everyone hey did anything blow up but by the end of that first week you're you're doing that less and less and less so the second week you actually get a chance to re- to relax yeah yeah um and then i've worked for organizations where um it wasn't it, it was something meant to be to be genuine and, and you know i don't blow smoke up your ass um i i feel it it has been managed fairly well here um, and I think part of that is, is we're a small boutique group, right? We are all mature adults. Um, we are able to manage it to each, each other's needs. And for me, the, the benefits, <clears throat> excuse me, that I found is, is there is a level of flexibility. Um, and I'm trying to slow myself down right now. Cause there is so much I want to say. <laughs> um, like when I read that message last night, one of the things that's been a benefit to me was I think back to last year when the baby was born. Right. I was able to take three and a half weeks off in April, yeah, but awesome. then still have time to take off in the summer. Yeah. You know, to take, take some trips in the summer. I think I ended up maybe taking five, six weeks off total throughout the year because I took three and a half weeks off for paternity leave. Mm-hmm. In addition to the, some of the regular time I would take off normally. Um, not going to lie though. I think regardless of who I work for, I definitely feel guilty taking time off at times. Yeah. I, I definitely, and, 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 and you should, and, and I think a lot of employees feel that way. And I, and we can kind of get into the whole psychology of, of that taking time off guilt or, or fear. But I mean, in, in general, you shouldn't, um, and mm-hmm. specifically you shouldn't, you know, I I'll mention like, I, I don't know how much time off you've taken this, this year, but the year you took like six or seven weeks off, you're a top perf- like it, it doesn't impact the performance and mm-hmm. and i think that that's what people fear is that you know i i can't take time off because you know things are gonna stop or something's not gonna get done in actuality it's it's the opposite and i've seen it with with you you know being able to leverage the program that we have in place to to be really flexible and you've done awesome things right you've you've gone to california you ran the disney right it was in california you did the disney yep. marathon um, through mm-hmm. the park and spending time at the shore and with the new baby in Florida and with the family. Like, it's awesome. It's amazing. And what I've seen is that you've been really good at managing it. One, to take advantage of uh, timely opportunities like the birth of a child or a special mm-hmm. event with your family. But you've also been really good at knowing when you need to recharge the batteries. And you'll just say, you know what, I just need a few days off because I need to recharge. 
And that mental maturity to do that comes back a thousandfold to the business because you're able to like produce a ton of work at a very, very high level. And so it's this, you know, it's this dichotomy where it's like, well, if I take off work, then I'm going to get less work done. Actually, at least in this case with you, it's, it's quite the opposite. Like you're taking off a good chunk of work and you're actually getting more work done. And I would wager mm. that had you not taken that much time off, you, your productivity probably would have been much less. Oh, Even though been... you were quote in the office more. Yeah. No, I, I, I do think back to, to last year if, cause I do know people, um, that have taken, like had to use vacation time for those first few weeks. And it's funny, like over the last year and a half, you know, with certain things with, with starting a family, <clears throat> uh, my wife and I we're, we're constantly saying, you just don't know until you know, right. People can tell you until they're blue in the face what to expect. You just don't know until you know. Mm-hmm. And now, granted, I'm also going to say this from the perspective of my son is in many ways low maintenance at this point. He's been sleeping through the night since he was eight weeks old. Wow. He he, he has an episode every couple weeks. He had one the other night where, you know, he just woke up at 2 a.m. and wanted to, to play. <laughs> he, was, he was he was ready to go. Yeah. And so that, that made for a rough, um, rough Thursday morning. Um, he has those episodes, but... On the whole, I know people whose kids don't sleep through the night and they're zombies, but yeah. it doesn't matter that those first few weeks, you're still waking the baby up to feed through the night. And, um, I, I was a zombie the first two weeks he was here just because you're getting sleep in batches and we would sleep in shifts, my wife and I, and, uh, you know, like having, just being able to take that time that I could just be at home. And kind of just not have to worry about working and being up at night. That was great. But then also I, I didn't burn vacation. Burn. That's not the proper way to use like utilize vacation time and then still be able to take some time later in the year as actual vacation time. Like, I mean, that, that made all the difference. So, Oh, kind of going back to, I think unlimited vacation time is, and I don't want to take Brian's word of double-edged sword. I don't want to copy what he's saying. There, there's pros and cons to it. And it ultimately comes down to the organization and the people within the organization. Yeah. Because we've talked many, many times before with an organization, as it gets bigger, ultimately at some point you just need to manage the lowest common denominator. That's right. And you may run into a situation where people are not mature enough to, to properly manage it. Um, or you could have those that start to feel resentment because they decide they don't want to leave the office and other people are taking advantage of it. So you start to run into to facets like that. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I, I always, I always think about, and I, and I wasn't as um, thoughtful about it early in, in my career, especially I think even early in the creation of, of 33, six, I think I took a, unrealistic view of the world through the lens of, of building and running by by design a very small company and I took that to say well you know if we can do it then anyone can do it but I've, I've come to appreciate that that's that's more easy, easier said than done um, mm-hmm. and you know we have the opportunity to work with massive brands I mean, you know most of our clients are multi-billion dollar corporations 
it's really hard for them to do anything other than manage to the lowest common denominator. And, mm-hmm. and so I, I think, I can't remember the words you, you said, but I think you said something very poignant around, it really comes down to to how it's managed and how it's deployed. And I, and I want to say that Brian uh, mentioned something like this in his response as well uh, from his experience at another company that it really wasn't even at a company level. It was sometimes at a department level, but even sometimes lower than that, just at a manager level um, mm-hmm. in that it really came down to the luck of the draw of who your your manager was. And I don't want to go off on a huge side tangent, but uh, I, I imagine that's why managing to the lowest common denominator becomes such a safe thing and trying to put your managers in a position to have that, that same baseline because I can imagine the potential rifts in the cor- corporate culture if, you, you set a policy at the top, but then each of your managers are managing managing it differently. Do you create some infighting? Do you create department jealousy? Well, it's like, oh, I wish I was over in so-and-so's department because they really have unlimited time off where our manager, it's like we have it, but we can't take it, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you, you, you would absolutely, you, you, you would create a rivalry, but you would also create a level of bitterness. Um, and... Yeah, like uh, it, it's got to be managed. Like, it, yeah, it definitely has to be managed from the top down. This is the policy. This is the you know. This is how we're going to manage it for our employees. Um, and if you're going to have some level of like, manager discretion, you have to call out exactly what that is. Yeah. Um, if you're going to have blackout periods, that is not something you can have at a manager's discretion. Right. You know, so like I have worked for an organization where certain teams, it was called out specifically that specific teams could not take time off during the fourth quarter. Mm. They could not take time off from November 15th to December 18th because that's when their team's demand was the highest. December 18th is normally, it's changed in the last couple of years, especially like same day delivery. But 10 years ago, um, December 18th was kind of like the last day for uh, for regular shipping. December 19th was typically the last day for two-day shipping because at that point, like, one-day shipping was price prohibitive for most customers. Yeah. So, in an, and I'm speaking in, in, you know, from an e-commerce, you know, environment, but so November 15th, you're the lead-up to Black Friday through to and sometimes even, like, November 1st through to December 18th where it's the last day for for regular shipping uh to get stuff in time for for christmas you couldn't take off it was just clearly stated and there was no it was not up to manager discretion Mm. these teams this is the blackout period um but then those teams got it got things back on on the back end um through through other means they 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 compensated those teams like yes you can't take off here but we're going to compensate you in other ways because because of that yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because I have an example that I think talks to the importance of how it's managed and deployed rather than the policy itself. You mentioned blackout. I, I have an example from um, a different kind of, of blackout. So a company that I worked for uh, many, many companies ago, they were struggling with what the right PTO policy was. And they were running into an issue where um, employees, because they had a fairly generous rollover policy, they were running into an issue where employees were just banking huge amounts of, 
of PTO. And to your point, and from an accounting perspective, if you run a business, it's not like just a number in a column that says, oh, I owe Jim three days. It's a liability that you have to keep on your books mm-hmm. and you have to account for in your uh, in your financials. And when you're a massive company, you can imagine that that could be a huge line item that they're they're trying to manage towards. And so what they ended up doing was not changing the policy, but putting in place and then spinning it a different direction, a shutdown. We're going to shut down as a company um, twice a year. And we're going to have a summer shutdown and we're going to have a winter shutdown. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, by the way, there's only a, a couple days in that window of shutdown that are actual holidays. So like the if, rest you've got to cover. If you want your full paycheck for that time, then you have to cover that with your time off. And I think it was a really sneaky way of saying, let's do this to get, you know, the the vacation off the books to force people to take mm-hmm. it rather than changing the policy saying, well, we want you to take vacation because it's good for your mental health. So we're going to force you to take it again. I think it comes down to less the policy on the books and more the spirit behind it um, for what that means for the the employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I worked for a company that had a, um, a a vacation cash out program to do exactly that, to keep people who just didn't want to take vacation time, couldn't take vacation time, whatever. It was an earned asset. So then this way people could cash in vacation days. So it prevented from this massive liability just that's building right. up on the books. And and for that company, that's what I did. I, I had maxed out my vacation. And so when I left, I got a big payout because they had to pay me mm-hmm. out for all that, that I had stored up. Yeah. So, and I get that part of the argument too, that it's, it's an earned thing. And so if you have unlimited PTO, you're basically stealing from the employees and then you're not allowing them to, to earn it. And I, and I understand that, right. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a, it's an asset that they're acquiring. But I think again, if we, if we think about the spirit of why we're doing it, if that's the conversation, then something else is wrong, right? If mm-hmm. if we're using PTO as a as a mechanism to increase our our payout, then something else is is wrong. So let's have a conversation about that. Let's have a conversation about wages. Let's have a conversation about um, contributing to a retirement plan. Let's have conversations around that. But it, it again, it's it's it all comes down to how this is played out, and oftentimes these policies get used in completely different ways than what they were meant for. And I, and I think we lose the opportunity to really understand what, what is at play and what we can change when we put the focus on the policy itself. And when we, mm-hmm. you know, make these big grandstands that, you know, we're all in on unlimited PTO or unlimited PTO is a scam. And, you know, we're, we're missing um, too, rather than, actually how it's deployed and the reason and the spirit behind it. Mm-hmm. No, no, totally. And that that's where you, you've got to come up with ways to make sure that, you know, if you're saying we have unlimited PTO so that we have flexibility for our employees, we care that they get the time off to rest recharge. It's maybe, you know, having additional policy on top of it instead of just saying unlimited PTO. Okay. Yes, we have unlimited PTO, but there's a minimum you have to take. We want to see you take a minimum of three weeks off. However you do that, that's up to you. And yeah, yeah there's going to be some years you're going to take more. There's going to be some years you take less, but we want, we would love to see you take a minimum of three weeks out of the year um, to do it, you know, to do it as you need, whether it's, you know what, 
I'm going to map that out. Like, you know, say, you know, like you said, you're not big on extended time. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to come in, check on things Friday morning. And by 1030, I'm done. You know, Friday is, is my time. I'm going to essentially use my PTO to create a four day work week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to take it a step further, I think um, the conversations need to be had as far as why, why our policy is the way it, it is. And, and again, move it from the tactical operational. We have to have vacation. You know, we want to not have liabilities on the book. Yeah, sure. We can have all those conversations, but the more important, the more valuable conversations are, why is it important for us to do this? So if you're an organization and, and, I, I will freely admit it, we haven't been as good as we should in, in talking about it. But if you're an organization that offers unlimited uh, PTO, you should be having very open and transparent conversations with your employees on why you're doing that. So why are we doing that? I, I will tell you for us, it is not about removing liabilities from the book. Um, it is about providing um, an additional feature to what we were constantly talking about in that if you work for 33 sticks, we're allowing you, Jim, to design your day, to design your week. And and time off is a part of that. And and if we were to say, we're going to force you to running counter to what the, the culture that we've created in that it's not for me to design. I, I'm going to give you a goal. I'm going to give you something that I want you to produce. You go and design how to get us there within the, mm-hmm. those parameters. And it, yeah. and it fits that. And so we need to be more open in talking about that. We need to be open in talking about why it's important to take downtime. You know, why why we need that. You and I have had a lot of discussions about that. And I think some of them have been around um, vacation and some have been around other topics. And I think I my, my message has always been the same. I'm like, look, Jim, what we're building is long term. My, I'm, I'm not here to burn you out this quarter. I need you around four or five years from now to really do the things that we're trying to do. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's more important that you take time now and rest because this is, you know, as cliche as it is, this is like an ultra marathon. Like this is something really long that we're running and it doesn't make sense to burn you out. That's why we have that policy because we're not managing to the short term. We're managing to the ultra long term. And mm-hmm. mental health and rest and recharge is important. Um, and, and also we should talk about the importance of it on the short term. Again, as I, as I said, you know, that, that year where, where you, you had your son and you took the time off and that was probably your max kind of time off in your, your current tenure, you got a massive amount of work done, like our, our top performer. And we need to be talking about that. We need to, we need to remove that myth that, well, if I take a week off, I lose a week of productivity. No, false. Actually, we're gaining a ton of productivity by you taking the time off. So please mm-hmm. take it in a smart way. Do it in a deliberate, planned way. We're going to reap the benefit. We'll all reap the benefits of you doing that. Yeah. And, and you, you mentioned planning your day. And, you know, let's continue to use me as an example. Um, so one of the things I've told you about is, is I've mentioned so many times like, uh, you know, going to the beach and that's kind of my wife and I's thing. It's when we first met, it was kind of like one of the things we, we, we initially bonded over. We're an hour away from it. So quick little trips down there are nothing for us jumping in the car and and going. And one of the things we've been watching down there is, is when I was a kid, a lot of those towns, everything would roll up and be closed the week after Labor Day. Yeah. They've been slowly doing things over the last couple decades to extend the season into October. And even to, to some degree year round. 
um, getting people to come down. So, you know, this year, what a lot of people are doing is, is they're taking advantage of remote work, remote school, yeah. and people are getting off-season rentals and awesome. going down <laughs> and staying down there in September or October for a week. And you're, you're seeing them where they are, um, you know, they'll, they'll go down, they'll get work done in the morning, and then they're on the way to the beach at three in the afternoon because yeah. the weather is still really nice into, um, into September. And so what happens is one of the things we've been doing is, is with her remote schedule on Friday, she has a half a day, mm. you know, it's a full school day, Monday through Thursday, and then a half day on Friday. And we're like, you know what, let's nice. take advantage of that. And, you know, before you go back full time and I'll do my stuff Friday morning, we pick up the kiddo from the babysitter at 1230 and we're off to go do something. We were yeah. supposed to this afternoon, but it didn't happen because of uh, the weather. <laughs> we um, we uh, we were supposed to go down and take the the baby to like this little sheep and dairy farm, oh, that's in, awesome. like in southern New Jersey. Like they're open on Fridays from like three to six. Like yeah, let's take them there. It'd be fun. Friday afternoon, no one's going to be there. It, it'll be packed during the weekend. But yeah. let, let, let's go there. We're supposed to go today, but the, the, the weather turned to crap. So we're going to do it next Friday. Mm. But I'm like, let, let's take advantage of it while we can. And then that's how one of the ways I, I just, you know, I structure my week. So that by noon on Friday, I'm packing up and going. And, you know, maybe I'll send a few emails Friday night when I get home. But, you know, I get that time with the family. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 I think that that's what it, again it comes down to, and we we could probably have a whole host of episodes on designing your own day and having that autonomy because it, it's such an important part of what we do. But it, again, I think specifically around the the time off discussion, to me, that's where the discussion should lie, right? Mm -hmm. um, depending on your business size, the type of business you run, there's not a one size fits all time off policy you, mm -mm. you you need to you need to gear it towards your business your culture your people um but again i think the the conversation should be less about the name of the policy and more about the spirit behind it and why we're doing it and for us and and i would argue for many people in um this this space kind of headspace what kind of mind work uh knowledge workers the 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 deeper into your career you get, the more I think you crave that that autonomy. And mm -hmm. I think that that's really where the discussion should be. Um, businesses should be having the discussion around what level of autonomy are we providing for our employees? And is it a one-size-fits-all or in these larger companies where you have new college graduates and interns all the way up to people that have been working in the space for 30 years, do you have different scales of autonomy? That's really where I think the conversations need to be had. Otherwise, you come up with these bastardized solutions of having four shutdowns to burn PTO, and you've missed mm -hmm. the opportunity to really talk about what's important, not only to the business, but more importantly, what's important for your employees. Yeah, totally. And, and to your point, we, we keep coming back to it. It's It's per your organization. And the one thing I would recommend is, is because, you know, there's a ton of cliches around, around PTO. And, and obviously the, the biggest one being we have unlimited PTO. Well, 
if you're an employer and you're putting that, that PTO policy out there, you need to be very specific to your employees and your managers. So specifically, what does unlimited PTO mean and why are we doing it? You know, we're doing this so you have the flexibility so that you can take you can take your plan time off. You know, you can plan a vacation nine months out, but then also, you know, when other things come in, you can still you have the flexibility to take more so that you don't feel at at a loss. Yeah. Um, you know, like something comes up bereavement period for, you know, you know, even as well, like, you know, unfortunately, you know, when you have those kinds of situations, it's like, oh, man. Um, I, I, I don't have any PTO time left, so I'm going to yeah. have to take today unpaid, um, for, for a family situation, bereavement period, sick days for families. I mean, that's become a big thing in my life that I never had to worry about before, you know, baby's sick. One of us has to stay home. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one of us has to take the time off. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling <laughs> at the moment, but the point yeah, was, is like, be, be, you know, have a very specific, you know, what does this mean? Uh, leave no gray areas for both the employee and we were talking about like, you know, you know, management from team to team or manager to manager, you know, if there is manager discretion, it is in these specific areas. Yeah. And it's, we expect everyone to be mature adults. You know, if there's unlimited PTO, we expect everyone to be mature. They're going to take the time and structure it the way they need. And that, you know, like whether it's coverage or, you know, getting into like those tactical specifics of it is, is, you know, just because you're off, you just don't drop and run. Right. You know, yeah, you're properly planning your time off and the workload and client expectations of you know what's going on. And that takes a tremendous amount of buy-in. And I think that that's why we've been as successful as we had have been in managing that policy is we have universal buy-in that y- you you own crafting that experience. Again, you own designing your your day. And I think where what people or what employers fear from an unlimited time off is people are just going to cut and run and do whatever. We've never had that problem. And, and I think it's to that point. It's like, I, I feel responsible for helping build what I'm building. And if I'm taking time off, then I'm going to proactively work towards making sure that things continue smoothly. Whereas with other businesses, like you, they may not care, right? Like, Oh, I'm just going to take off. Like whatever happens happens. Then I'll come back and go back to work again. You know, the, 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 the level of people we've hired that, that isn't a challenge for us, but I can completely understand how that would be a challenge for, for lots of businesses. But again, I think you're, you're spot on regardless of the policy, the conversation needs to be less around the policy or, you know, how many days off do I have or whatever, and more about expectations and making, mm-hmm. making employees feel safe to, to take what is, again, what we've talked about is from what we've seen beneficial for both parties. So how can you create an environment where it's safe, where you're supporting it? Maybe it's leading by example, and how can you be really clear again, regardless of the policy, this is what it means and how you take it. So there's no unwritten rules. And I think that's what people mm-hmm. fear the most. We have we have a policy, but it's the unwritten rules that people fear. Well, it says I can take 10 days, but if I do, then my manager is going to be upset at me and I'm not going to get that promotion or that or that yeah. raise or that's that's what we need to make sure we're not we're not messing around with. Yeah, or it all comes you know, back to baseball and why why I, I struggle with baseball. I, I was hate, thinking that I, I hate that. all the unwritten rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you know, you bring up a good point of like unwritten rules, whether it's number of days at a time, consecutive days, or times of year. You know, hey, it's the unwritten rule: you don't take off this month. We this is our peak time; you shouldn't take it off. Well, no, you you 
you either state it or it's fair game to take off. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, you know, our busiest month is September. And it's for these reasons. Busiest month is September. Uh, there's a PTO blackout except for these four specific reasons. Right. You know, just just be specific, right. be determinate and say, hey, if, say, death in the family, sickness in the family, those kind of things, yes, PTO is, is, is available. But we really, we don't want to leave anything for, you know, up for, for guessing. So we do need to institute a blackout for the month of September. Uh, every other month is is fair game for, yeah. for taking vacation. Yeah, and the way the way that I've talked about it, and again, I, I completely appreciate that we're talking about a smaller company and I'm kind of using mm-hmm. a really extreme example, but the way that I've talked about it is, and, and I've talked about it with other policies that, that we have, you know, we have a no billable hour policy and there's the conversation around, well, how, how do you make sure that you're not taking advantage of clients or clients taking advantage of you? My, my story is always the same, that if this is an environment that we appreciate and cherish and don't want to go away we're not going to put it at risk so mm-hmm. if 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 this is an environment that we enjoy being in i would never take off time that would put that environment at risk or, or again any policy right and so it's like it, it self-governs and self-manages itself if you've created a culture and environment that people respect and want to help sustain mm-hmm. true so. um so you know, I think you know at this point, and we can we can start to wrap up. And like what I was thinking of is, you know, at least as we start to wrap up, my one piece of recommendation to organizations that do have unlimited PTO to make sure people don't, you know, employees don't feel that it is a scam. My one recommendation would be is set a minimum. Um, yeah. Say we have unlimited PTO, and to ensure that you don't feel like again, we go back to unwritten rules or there's pressure not to take time off or you feel like you're being um, scammed in a way. We have a minimum of three weeks a year you need to take off. However you organize that, that is up to you. Yeah. But we need to see that you're taking three weeks off. And if you're not, you know, obviously there needs to be a level of follow through is if you're not, then we need to have a discussion as to why. Yeah. And, and I think you're you're right. I think the most important part, again, communication, talk about it, but just detail it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I absolutely need to do better because it's easy to say we have unlimited PTO or this is our policy, but you kind of have to detail it out. And and we don't need to make a legal document about it, but if if we're gonna have expectations, it needs to be it needs to be set. Again, don't don't tell me you have unlimited PTO and then get mad at me when I swing at a three O fastball. Yeah. Unless it's in the rules, like we, we have to talk about it. Let's not make it this unwritten rule thing that people are getting upset and judged on. Yeah. And, and so so let, let's, you know, talk one more thing about specifics. You bring up a good point. You have unlimited PTO, but don't get mad at me when I take three weeks off. Yeah. Um, say, like, again, be, be specific about it. You know, if you have a large organization where you, ha- you can't have everybody taking three week vacations, say, hey, we cap it at two weeks at a time. We want you to take four or five weeks over the course of a year, but no more than two weeks at a time. And I'm just, I'm spitballing at the moment. You need to find what works for your, for for your your organization. organization. For sure. For us, I don't think we need to get that specific to say, oh no, you can't take more than two weeks at a time. God, I took three and a half weeks at one point last year. I was off for pretty much most of the month of April. Yeah. Um, I was not around and, and everything kept moving and 
and, and everything worked out. Organization that may have 150 people, they can't maybe, they, they need to make exceptions to it or they need to find ways to keep it more organized. Like normal vacation time is two weeks, but again, maybe I'm getting too specific. I'm getting too bureaucratic. You need to find what works for you. Yeah. But the point it. there is, is be specific because if, yeah, you're right. If you just toss around, we have unlimited PTO, we have unlimited PTO. And then, you know, someone joins that organization, they get in there and they've realized that, oh, I, I, I get the evil eye when I take a week right. and a half off. Maybe right. this isn't as unlimited as they made us out to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that sums it up beautifully. Yeah. Cool. Well, this is fun. Yeah. It, this, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I like, I enjoy these conversations and these are, yeah. these are a lot of the fun things that come with building, building a business is that mm -hmm. you have to figure all these things out and playing armchair quarterback and getting on Twitter and fighting about it. That's all fun and great and good, but it's a lot more fun trying to figure it out. And it's one of the cool things you and I talked about. I remember where I was sitting when you and I had the conversation prior to you being a 33, six employee where I said, dude, you're joining as employee number one. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking for someone to help be a active part in building a business. So if you don't want to, you know, you, you don't want to go through figuring all this stuff out and having your input val, you know, part of the process, don't join us because yeah. we need someone to help, help figure all of these things out. And to me, that's fun. Like this is, this is fun stuff to figure out. Yeah. And I think th that's why I don't mind revisiting some of these conversations, you know, every, you know, every few months, it's not to just keep going back to the same topics, but it's, I think since we've recorded this episode or yeah, the previous episode, we've, you know, we, we, we've learned more. Oh, you know, for we, sure. we, we, we've had yeah. two new people join the team since we've recorded that and yeah. getting, getting their, their input on it. Um, and it, it, it's something that you know, needs to be discussed because I do, I remember t 10 years ago when unlimited PTO was the big thing. And I do, I do believe a lot of companies that do offer it, it is a bait and switch. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's to be cliche. It's to keep up with the other companies that are offering the, uh, the benefit of unlimited PTO, but Hey, don't forget. Yeah. You could take those two weeks off, but, um, we're going to call you with points. We're going to text you. We're going to want to make sure that you're keeping up on emails and, and stuff while you're still not in the office. And that's a whole other topic, which we've talked about before. And we should probably cover again, get, get a few other people's input on is, you know, still being tethered to the office. Yeah. Because I mean, that, that's a problem that is, that that's always persistent. Yeah, for sure. Good, good chat today. Yeah. Really good one. So yeah, this has been fun. Um, let, yeah, let, let's, I would love to hear what other people think about this. Yeah. Um, and not just the quick little Twitter sound bites would love yeah. to hear from, from others. Agreed. Cool, man. Agreed. All well, right. This was good. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up now. We'll chat with everybody later. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of 33 Tangents. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate and review the show on your favorite podcast aggregator so others can find us. If you would like to reach us, you can do so by emailing podcast at 33sticks.com or on the web at 33tangents.33sticks.com. 33 Tangents is a production of 33 Sticks, an analytics boutique.